This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. To quote a friend of mine, we are ready to rock, baby. My name is Adam Ritz, Jay Baker on the phone with me. Jay, how are you? I am doing great. I am uh, so excited about the new year. I can't uh, can't begin to tell you. Well, the crazy thing is that we're halfway through the month of January. So you feel like, you know, I, I do have that sense of, hey, we just started 2023. Well, one of the 12 months is already half over. So it's almost like it, it's for all intents and purposes, it's already 2024. <laughs> yeah. So if you've made a resolution, you got to hit the ground running. Yeah, we're we're already a full half month into it, baby. Now, now's about the time um, you may or may not start giving up on your resolution. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> probably the end of February is probably the best average on when people quit those. Right. But, uh, don't feel bad if you know it's halfway through January and you've already given up on something. Uh, pick up a new. Re- always time for a new resolution. Uh, we're getting into the heat of of NFL uh, playoffs with uh, the big game right around the corner. And I've got a great story to start uh, about the New England Patriots uh, giving away tickets to a super fan to Super Bowl uh, 57 this year. Um, you know what? I should have looked. Where is Super Bowl 50? Do you know, Jay, right off the top of your you head? You know, I, I don't know. That's is actually it, a very good question. I, my gut tells me it's in Vegas uh, just because they built that brand-new stadium and, and they they're so proud of it. They haven't yeah. hosted it yet. I know last year was in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. So isn't that, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, you might be. That doesn't uh, really matter. It looks like it's going to be no, It's going to be in Arizona, Glendale, Arizona. When is where, Vegas going to get it? Talk about it. They should. Well, you know, probably very soon, I would be thinking. So, anyway, uh, back to this New England Patriots super fan. His name is Kellen Tilton, and uh, he got a lot of national press this week. He's 10 years old. He's a, a 10-year-old boy from Maine, and he's a huge New England Patriots super fan, and he's a cancer survivor. And uh, in November, he went to the Patriots um, uh, headquarters and participated in a wheelchair football clinic. Uh, the young man, uh, he's beaten cancer, but he's in a wheelchair, and he competed in this wheelchair football clinic, and his upbeat personality and just his glowing spirit caught the eye of uh, the Patriots. And so recently, Kellen was joined by family and friends at his school with a video phone call, not knowing who was calling or what the purpose of this was. I mean, imagine that. You're called down to the, the principal's office. Um, you walk in and there's a bunch of, uh, you know, a room full of people and a video phone call. If that was me, I know <laughs> I had done something horribly <laughs> wrong. Uh, and today is going south fast. Uh, but for Kellen, he, he's, you know, no idea what this video phone call is, sits down. Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, is on the, on the Zoom. And he uh, acknowledged his super fandom and his upbeat personality and all the good works he's doing um, as a cancer survivor and an ambassador for cancer awareness. And Robert Kraft awarded this young man with two tickets to Super Bowl 57. 
How cool oh, is that? Oh, that's great. That's great. So Patriots, uh, at the time of the recording of this show, I, they, they may or may not have a chance to get into the playoffs. I think they're, I think they're still alive at the time of this recording. Uh, and if they don't make the Super Bowl this year, uh, rest assured there's one person representing Patriots Nation that'll be at Super Bowl 57. He's an amazing young man, 10-year-old Kellen Tilton from Maine. So we just love to hear those kind of stories and, and hope they inspire you to maybe get involved with a story like that yourself. You don't have to own an NFL franchise to see somebody deserving of, uh, of kindness or uh, a pat on the back or uh, smaller, I guess, uh, awards. You know, it doesn't have to be. I think Super Bowl tickets are like five grand each now. Yeah, they've really gotten prohibitively expensive. So I'm sure Mr. Kraft is taking care of his travel and hotel and everything else. Um, you wouldn't want to give somebody a ticket to an event <laughs> that costs more to get there and stay. Uh, but uh, yeah, it certainly inspires me to maybe uh, open up my eyes and look around me and see who's deserving of a pat on the back or at least a $10 text to uh, help a GoFundMe page. Well, you know, Bob Kraft, uh, you know, he takes a little bit of heat because, you know, Bill Belichick is his head coach and, you know, they do everything the Patriots way. But uh, Bob Kraft has a very big heart. In fact, he was one of the main donators to that DeMar Hamlin fund that we talked about on the show last week. DeMar Hamlin has his foundation, which uh, started out as a toy drive. Uh, and his initial goal, it was called the Chasing M's Foundation Toy Drive, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, he had kind of sat down with some of his Buffalo teammates, and his teammates said, you know, the Bills fans are just out of control, so any kind of charity that you have, our fans are pretty generous, and they'll donate. Well, uh, DeMar's uh, initial goal was just to raise $250,000, and uh, he was at prior to his 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 now infamous injury on the playing field was at the three hundred thousand dollar mark. And as you and I were remarking, hey, that's a tremendous success for a young athlete, uh, you know, kind of making his name in the NFL. Well, his uh, the outpouring of emotion and uh, big givers like Bob Kraft and Jimmy Ursay of the Indianapolis Colts. His uh, his foundation now is almost at the nine million dollar mark. Oh my god! <laughs> so that'll buy a lot of toys, as we like to say. That is truly amazing. Uh, it really is. And in fact, you'll appreciate this. Uh, he actually had the Bills management sit down with him, and they're going to more formalize uh, Demar's. Uh, a fund now to help create even more opportunities for more nonprofits in the greater Buffalo area. So not only does the toy drive get maximum, uh, you know, uh, maximum funding, that money will now go to other great charities in the greater Buffalo area. So DeMar has made quite an impact with people. Uh, literally. And, you know, the good news this week is he was actually released 
from the University of Cincinnati Hospital that he was in in critical condition. Uh, they released him to his home hospital in Buffalo, and he's actually been released from the Buffalo Hospital. It's truly uh, miraculous. It's an amazing yeah. story. So and- here's a young man who is literally at home after, I, I mean, I think we can say this, nearly dying on an NFL playing field. I had read he he officially was dead. And they, you know, yeah, I mean, CPR, it was serious. His heart, his heart stopped beating. And the CPR performed on field uh, brought him back to life. So, yeah, you can say he was officially uh, term- de- deceased. It's a truly yeah. amazing story. Now, it's the, amazing the Chasing M Foundation, it'd be so cool if uh, if this, you know, attention that uh, that DeMar Hamlin got from this tragic event. Uh, I mean, and think about the, uh, you know, there should be some media professor at some liberal arts college do uh, a study on how much... Uh, marketing value there was across all media platforms for the for Damar Hamlin and and this tragic um, heart event. Uh, it, it could be I don't know if you bought that much airtime or media placement on social media, all platforms, uh, all web, all print, all streaming, and all uh, broadcast. I, I mean, it could be like a, like ten billion dollars worth of advertising. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, you're absolutely correct. And it, I think it also proves that, A, Americans are have a great deal of generosity. We've always said that uh, when the chips are down, uh, Americans reach into their pockets and give. And that also America loves a compelling story. And this is a compelling story of a young man who, I guess, like you said, we could literally say lost his life. And was brought back to life thanks to very prompt action of some medical first responders. I mean, you, I'm sure that uh, the Hamlin family counts their blessings every day that that elite of uh, life-saving uh, ability was available to them at that stadium. For, sur- for sure. Just talk about luck of, uh, of how, how many people do have a cardiac event. And they're nowhere near medical attention. Right. Uh, to have a, a world-class staff like the Buffalo Bills had to be able to jump in, take care of that situation, um, it, it, that is just amazing to think about. Um, back to the, um, you know, the, the, the millions of dollars worth of uh, advertising, I guess, that the DeMar Hamlin Chasing M Foundation received that night. It'd be my, here's my wish. My ask is for the Chasing M Foundation to keep the momentum – and keep moving forward. Now, I don't know if they're going to raise $9 million every three months, uh, but certainly it could become, it could transcend just uh, what you were saying. It's no longer just a toy drive. Now it's, holy cow, this is this is huge. Uh, crazy events led to it becoming huge. Let's see how far it can go, how long it can be. Right. I mean, maybe... Maybe in 50 years, it's still going, and it's up there with Special Olympics and the Salvation Army. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, the sky's the limit on this, and it does uh, certainly underscore what a great story can do to capture people's attention. Especially with heart health. Uh, that's, a, that's a big discussion in America, oh. starting with child obesity, 
um, diet, uh, fast food, and and how terrible some processed foods are. You know, healthy eating, exercise. It's just so important to have that heart health. Uh, hoping that uh, the Chasing M Foundation can can uh, can raise a lot of money and awareness for for heart health uh, downriver. No, that's that's a good uh, thought. One of my uh, show notes was, you know, we we do please realize that we are tongue in cheek about New Year's resolutions just because we do know how difficult it is. And so we're disc jockey guys. So we tend to joke a little bit about it, but it is kind of good that people this time of year do try to sort of create some lifestyle changes because we want you to be around and healthy to listen to the Adam Rich show each and every week. Isn't that really our, our selfish desire is for everyone to be healthy. (laughs) But uh, I was going to tell you that this is the season for the lifestyle books. So wherever you shop for books, um, I do kind of urge you to just to take a look, not to make you buy a bunch of books that'll just sit and, uh, uh, you know, gather dust or just gather space on your Kindle uh, or whatever reading device you use. But it is kind of interesting that with the, with the lifestyle books come out uh, big and the booksellers really promote them. And you might find a book or two that uh, tickles your fancy and actually does help you make some positive health changes. Uh, you know, the books are, I have to admit, Jay, I, I told you a couple shows ago that my New Year's resolution was to read one book a month through this year. Yeah, that's that's a great goal. So uh, since we're halfway through January, I should be halfway through book number one. And I'm telling you, Jay, with shame on my face that I haven't even <laughs> turned page one. In fact, I haven't oh, even, my goodness. I, I haven't picked out the book yet. I, you haven't I, even picked the book I, out I yet. I do have yeah. a book in my, uh, I have a book in my office um, that somebody got me. I think it's called, uh, I think it's called Emotional Ate- Intelligence or, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's the study of emotional intelligence. So I'm going to, that'll be my first book uh, that I need to read. Um, but, you, you know, you mentioned the, uh, it's book season. Is that what you called it? Well, it's just um, kind of lifestyle, lifestyle book season. Books? They really, yeah. I mean, if you if you are fortunate enough to still have a brick and mortar bookstore near you, you'll be inundated the second you walk in. So, I think I need to go to said bookstore and ask the uh, attendant if they have a book called "How to Read One Book a Month for a Year." <laughs> That'll be my first book. And hopefully it's, ten, oh, it's only 10 funny. pages long. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, we were talking a little bit about, uh, we mentioned dry January, which is a phenomenon that occurred in uh, Great Britain, the United Kingdom. This was kind of brought to life because the National Institutes of Health, which is their national health service, said you might want to take January to kind of reflect on your overall alcohol intake because we tend to sort of really enjoy ourselves during the holiday with family and friends. And of course, New Year's Eve is somewhat famous for overly imbibing. So dry January is uh, sort of a look at just reflecting on how much alcohol you're having. Uh, As they say with dry January, there's no real rules. You could just cut out alcohol altogether 
or you could just sort of uh, slow your alcohol intake down. But they said that maybe making like a 30 day time period, it gives you a chance to sort of reflect. Am I drinking too much? Am I am I okay with what I drink? And they said the net result is you'll at least save money during dry January because that'll be one less thing you're purchasing. And if you think you can't go 30 days or 31 days uh, without drinking, then right. start slow and do it in February. Do a dry February. Because, uh, <laughs> do it's, a dry February. It's only, it's only 28 days. You can certainly do 28. If you make it through that, then pick a longer month for your next time. Absolutely. Hey, here, here's a good pulse of the world look. A uh, great article came out this week about the top Google searches of 2022, and I think they're kind of cool. The number one Google search was Wordle, which is a word puzzle that became very popular during the year 2022. You know, I play it every day with my sister and my mother. We have a three-way ah. text thread going, and every morning, you know, someone will say how many tries it took them to get the word right. And if you win, you're crowned winner of the day. And today I won. Go. I got the word today. So you might have been one of those that actually word-searched Wordle uh during the year 2022 uh wordle was followed by india versus england and no this didn't have to involve warfare this involved soccer or as we like to call it football right in england uh ukraine was a top search as was queen elizabeth who passed away in the year 2022 and then uh rounding out the top five was the phrase world cup because people get pretty fired up about World Cup soccer. Where did the Adam Ritz show fall into a, a Google search? Was that on the top? I think it f fell to number eight or nine. It yeah, was, it was, it was the in top the, ten. It was just outside the top ten. It was number 11. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I do enjoy looking and seeing what people uh, search for. In the people department, people searched Johnny Depp. Mm, yeah, they of searched. course, with the trial. Yeah, yeah, the trial, uh, the big uh, separation trial. They also searched Will Smith, who somewhat infamously uh, had the – he issued the slap that was heard around the world. He He's glad 2022 is over. I think so. Amber Heard was number three. She is also glad 2022 is over. Everybody's favorite stern dictator, Vladimir Putin, was number four. And Chris Rock was number five. Yeah, okay. He, he, so uh, Chris Rock was the recipient of the Will Smith attention. Two of the, two of the top five searches of uh, people yes. were, happened in, in a 10-second period on the same day in the same, the same stage, same place. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't say how intense these searches were because after about Oh, uh, I think, you know, what was after about three weeks, people were kind of tired of hearing that story. But I just thought it was interesting that those those came up in, the, in a top five list uh, in movie searches. Number one, I thought of you instantly. Thor, Love and Thunder, the number one researched movie, according to Google in 2022. It's fun. That's a fun flick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it just shows you the influence of the Marvel Comics universe mm -hmm. on the world of entertainment. Uh, Black Adam, number two, which is uh, The Rock, right? Dwayne. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's the, uh, the, yeah. the DC 
uh, comics uh, studios version of a holly of a of a superhero movie. It wasn't bad. I saw that one too. Yeah, it's interesting just how big of a star he's become. I mean, you know, you you, you wouldn't necessarily guess uh, that a former wrestler would have that much charisma, but he does. And you know what? Every other wrestler is hoping to be the next Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. You bet. Yeah. They're uh, minding their P's and Q's. It used to be wrestlers excelled in bad behavior. Now they're like going, no, I need a publicist. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Number three most researched movie, Top Gun Maverick. And uh, that had an interesting distinction because it was also the highest grossing film of 2022. And it also had insanely high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of a cool service that rates movies i didn't meet one person that didn't like that movie uh, it met, was just fun i met a lot of people that didn't like black adam i i people in my own family didn't like thor love and thunder uh but i'm telling you from my family to my friends to my co-workers everywhere you go everyone you talk to everyone loved top gun maverick and you know i it'd be interesting to see what the uh the effect it had on uh um uh, people wanting to go to the military or yeah, recruiting, you know, recruiting of, to, yeah. to the Navy and the Air Force. Um, because well, it was you know, cool. well, they make fighter pilots look like the coolest guys on the planet. And they kind of are. Uh, if you think about it, uh, I took a recent trip uh, and we met a, a naval aviator uh, where we were staying. And uh, of course, we were like kids because we had seen, Thor, uh, well, we saw Thor this year too, but we had seen Top Gun Maverick. And of course, we had to ask a million questions about radio call signs and, you know, could this really happen? <laughs> Yeah, I think the guy got pretty tired of us after a while. <laughs> but ever, he said, "Have you ever sung said, uh, sung to a woman in a bar?" Um, yeah, was, uh, you've did you lost ever, that loving you know, feeling? Yeah, did you do you hum "Danger Zone" as you take off from an <laughs> aircraft carrier? <laughs> that was the best part of the first Top Gun, wasn't it? Yeah. Danger Zone. Oh, for sure. Oh, the Batman was movie number four. Uh, that was, uh, oh, help me with the name. Robert uh, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, the little vampire kid. Yeah. He was a Batman. He's a, He was emo Batman. He was emo Batman. And Jurassic World Dominion was the fifth uh, rated movie. And these are, you know, this isn't about their gross or anything, but just, just their search. interest during the year 2022. Now, believe it or not, they actually even quantify recipe searches. Most of the top five were. <laughs> I was Indian. hoping you were going to tell me what the most Googled recipes were last year. I knew you, you were asking. I, I, well, I, I found this kind of interesting. Uh, all the top five are Indian dishes, which is not a surprise because the Indian subcontinent uh, has a pretty incredible cuisine, followed by the fact that they've got about 1.3 billion uh, people who are of direct Indian descent. So it makes sense that they were busy searching for recipes in, the, in, the, in India. But uh, everything was an Indian dish with the exception of this phrase, Overnight oats. Yes, that is so very if popular. Overnight, if overnight oats connects with you, you'll be pleased to know that you helped make it one of the top searches of 
the year 2020. Hey, I get it. I In my household, that's a big deal. Melissa loves overnight oats. She made some herself. She Googled how to make it. So she's part of that uh, yeah. search. I, are you? Have you ever had overnight oats? I have. Uh, the, and they're really good. And you start out, don't you, with sort of a non-instant oats. So you're getting like the the real McCoy, right? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, a yogurt parfait, but with oats instead of granola. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe not. It's not yogurty. It's kind of like creamy, uh, a creamy oats parfait. You know, you can throw some walnuts and blueberries in there, uh, but it's it's healthy. It's good for you. And uh, I never heard of it prior to last year, so. I absolutely believe that that's one of the most uh, Googled uh, recipe on how to make it because the the overnight oats in uh, restaurants and or groceries are expensive. They do cost uh, a pretty penny, so it'd be cheaper to make your own. I will say it's difficult to make. It took three or four tries uh, in our house Ah, to get it right. So that's that's part of the reason they did all the searches. Yeah. Now, usually it, at your house, unless you can run it through a blender at Smoothie King, you guys don't usually bother. No, and I and I don't Google <laughs> recipes because um, the only thing I make are are meals that I already know how to make, and it, and that right. usually consists of well said uh, yogurt parfait. I, I absolutely know the ingredients and how to make that. You've got it down. That's if you, funny. If you're Googling how to make a yogurt parfait, you're in trouble. You <laughs> yes, in indeed. Trouble. Well, and of course, we're going to finish up today's show with just sort of a couple of overviews about winter driving because uh, there has been some exceedingly mild weather, but at times some pretty big storms. Uh, and if you're listening to this show in Florida, you won't have to worry too much about winter driving. But I thought one of the more interesting tips, in fact, the number one tip about winter driving is don't do it unless you absolutely have to. So if the weather's bad, if you've got the option to stay off the roads, by all means, stay off the roads. And, you know, there's nothing better. Uh, and I, I'll tell our friends in Florida that there's nothing better than that snow, pop-up snowstorm on a Friday when you get to just stay home for the entire weekend and never leave. Yes. Now, if you're in Florida and it's 75 degrees, you've got errands, you've got the honey-do list, you've got to get out and do things, you feel guilty if you don't leave your house when it's nice out. That doesn't happen uh, up in the north with seven inches of snow on the ground. I'm fine (laughs) with sitting in my house doing nothing until Monday. If nothing else, the pandemic has taught us just be content that you're home and the electricity's on and everything's right, you know? Absolutely, for sure. But here's some interesting things to think about uh, with winter driving. You do want to have your car properly prepped. Uh, In your car, you should think about having uh, a cell phone charger with you because, uh, of course, if you get stuck somewhere, most people usually have their cell phone, but rarely do they have the right charger in their car. Happened to me the other day. We I have a charger, all the wires in my car all the time. I took it out one day and put it in my briefcase, and the next day I needed it, and I didn't have it. Yeah. It was in my briefcase. For sure, Absolutely. I have that cell phone charger ready. Also, think about having a blanket, gloves, and a hat. In the car, a hat is uh, more important than you think. Uh, and uh, also think about having water and some type of sort of non-perishable snack item. 
you don't have to go crazy with the snacks, but even a couple of power bars would probably be a wise idea. For sure. And they, they last forever. They don't take up room. Throw them in the glove compartment. Yep. A, make sure you've got a first aid kit, if possible, in your car where it comes in handy for you or someone else. A working flashlight is always a great idea. And then this is kind of a cool note, the car emergency device. You know, uh, I'm kind of an old school guy, and uh, thankfully uh, our family car never really broke down, but my dad was a big proponent of you had to have the highway safety flares those famous it looks like a stick of dynamite okay. and the flame jets out of one end yes yeah, those were called the safety flares and most motorists in the 50s and 60s had them and do they still make those or is that a fire they hazard might. now well it's so old school and like you and i know that anything that has that level of flammability carrying it around in your trunk seems just seems foolhardy that's what i'm I, just saying i let's end the show by saying that uh think twice or do a little research before you rip off the top of your safety flare because if you're if you're neck deep in your engine your, your car breaks down you're in your engine you're messing with the gas tank you've got fuel and oil all over your fingers and then you go to the trunk and get out the safety flare seems dangerous you did that's not, all we're saying at you, this time you didn't hear that on this show um so get some other non-flammable call car emergency device that's what they're called a car yes. emergency device <laughs> yeah usually the pop-up triangle much triangle. safer will yeah. not cause your car to burst into flight get a big orange triangle that'll keep you safe yeah. uh this winter all right jay baker thank you so much for coming on uh you can hear this show in its uh, entirety in podcast form and our previous shows as well on our website adamritzshow.com the Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.